Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place where we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your host. I am Pastor David. We have Pastor Caesar. Yo. And we got James. Hello. Today we got a great show for you. Uh, we're going to talk about mommies, pumpkins, and your mama's candy. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, just got a good show. We're going to have, have a little Halloween show. So, uh, we're excited about this. Halloween's just a few days away. Everybody's getting ready, got their costumes going. Um, they're getting their little the fall festival parties uh, rocking. Mm-hmm. Churches are starting to do their thing if they're open or not. So there's a lot of things going on. Uh, it's one of those one of those uh, holidays, if you want to call it that. You know, the church is like battling back and forth in between. Mm-hmm. It, it, should we? Should we not? So we're just going to discuss a little bit. How, how you guys been this week? I've had a great week so far. It's yeah. been real good. Yeah. Relaxing. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that cool weather to set in. It ain't quite got here. It just stalls out around Dallas. Yeah, we got uh, we got teased with it. Yeah. Gave yeah. us like two days, and we are like, oh, it's yeah. going to be nice. It and got then, to feel like 55. Yeah. And then it was just like, nope, we're going back to the I wore sleeves. a long sleeve shirt the other day. Whoa. And... uh well, if you can see, I'm back to short sleeves. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm in shorts today. I've been wearing shorts every day, even on that cold day, because it was only cold for a couple hours, and then mm-hmm. got back up into the 80s. So, mm-hmm. well, very good. So, let's get started. Let's head to... The Culture Corner. All right, so my story today is about a pumpkin, but it's not just any pumpkin. All right. It is the 47th annual, um, oh man, what's it called? World Championship Pumpkin Way Off uh, Winning Pumpkin. So in California, every year they have this championship pumpkin way off. And uh, the guy that won this year is from Minnesota, and his pumpkin was 2,350 pounds. And the name of his pumpkin, because when once you get that big, you got to name it. Name yeah. of his pumpkin was Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> so he won with a two thousand three hundred fifty pound pumpkin. Did it have named a mullet? Tiger King. It didn't have a mullet, but it was orange. Wow. It had a little bit of white stripes, so he called it the Tiger King. That's funny. And wow. uh, well, yeah, at least he, it wasn't the Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have white? In his hair yet? No, it's he's, orange hair, he's though. He's kind of different colors <laughs> at times, depending on the season. But, yeah, so he won. Um, he The amount of money he won was $16,450. Wow. Um, the, the article I have said he won that much for his gargantuan gourd. Nice. They, were, they were really good with their alliteration in the article. And uh, But, yeah, so they do uh, – the way the competition works is if you win, they pay you by the pound. So they give you seven bucks for every pound wow. that you're – pumpkin ways so that was how he did that and apparently he also broke um an official 2020 record as the heaviest pumpkin ever weighed in north america so yeah that's going on people oh that my gourd oh my gourd oh uh, wait that's just the fat trombone ah. yeah kind of <laughs> it's a little late but okay so how do you get a pumpkin that big? It's crazy. So I, at some point, not related to this, I watched some like special about people that do that. 
because they do that with all sorts of vegetables. It's a thing, like in county fairs and stuff. And they'll wheel them in. You'll you'll have to get like your friend's truck to fit your squash or your whatever you're I growing. seen it on Curious George one time when I was a kid. It's a real thing. People do this for real. And anyway, he did it with a pumpkin. And I feel like the people in Minnesota have like a monopoly on that. You know, Probably. like, you know, farmers. And so is it like a, a strain of pumpkin that grow large? Yeah, so you do all sorts of like genetic stuff to it. You, well, I don't know the right words to it, but uh, you, you, uh, when you get a radioactive spider and then you have to <laughs> and you make it lay eggs in your pumpkin patch. <laughs> okay, so I'm not, I, we're we're learning a lot about about James on this podcast, right? <laughs> so he's got a, a fascination he, with gourds and birds, right? And birds. Hey, I just like interesting stuff. You said it's the culture corner, man. <laughs> Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Well, I got an interesting one. We're talking about uh, Halloween and stuff. So I found this article over in Egypt more than 2,600 uh, years ago. They they buried some uh, some coffins, and now they they recently found 59 ancient coffins in this grave just south of Cairo. And um, when they opened the coffins, there's perfectly mummified bodies. Mm. Did they just find the grave? Or they, just they just found, found, they just found the grave. So they've been over there and it's just like at the bottom of one of these um, pyramids. So they're kind of exploring around underneath the pyramids and stuff. It's crazy that they're still finding. Yes. Those things. And they also found in the same report, they also found a, another door to another tomb, which Ooh. they're thinking there's going to be a lot more. So not only did they find these 59 ancient coffins, but they also found um, 28 statues, um, into, inside of two deep wells inside this, uh, this tomb. And, um, what, what was the other one? Hundreds of mummified birds, animals, crocodiles, and two mummified lamb cubs. Speaking of Tiger King. <laughs> and, uh, I never heard of the mummifying crocodile. No, nah, I, I, I'm just, you know, I was thinking about that when I was reading the article. So I'm thinking they probably like, they were, they were actually thinking about the future, maybe, you know, and mummifying that way that the future can know what they had or something like that. I don't know, unless it was some type of spiritual. Yeah, well, from what I've always understood is like they would do all that stuff because they believed in an afterlife. And so they would protect the bodies and they would they would bury like the kings with their treasures and with they would do that stuff with animals, too, because it all like meant some spiritual thing. And right. Was supposed to be with them in their next on this week's whatever. episode of Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Flat Earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to get my son to sleep. He's a two, two-year-old. So you told uh, him about Flat Earth? Uh, no, no. <laughs> he was already... Well, sit down. Let's talk about Flat Earth. So on YouTube, on YouTube, I put on this hour-long documentary on debunking Flat Earth. Oh, man, it, it knocked him out. He's like, Daddy, wake me up before the end. <laughs> I want to see if it's true. I just picture you being like paranoid about your son believing in flat earth. And so you just feeding him these documents while he's sleeping. I'd spank him if he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So so now we know why 2020 was the way it was, right? Then they opening up these mummified. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Letting the spirits out. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Yeah, and letting these spirits out and just <laughs> contaminating the world, letting all these viruses loose. Goodness gracious. Well, Thanks had, a lot, Minnesota. Oh, hey, <laughs> listen. <laughs> this year has been so crazy and long. 
just think about how long Tiger King's been since they released that documentary. It's just a few months ago. Yeah. You yeah. know, that was this year when all that happened. And it just seems like so much stuff has happened. That was like a year and a half, two years ago. But that's just been. I mean, just year. look at our podcast. We've been talking about aliens. We've been talking about all these kind of things. I mean, it's just yes. election season. And that's. And we haven't even touched election season. No, I don't right? think I want to touch election no, season. We're just, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit after we find out who's the next president <laughs> for a moment. If we ever find out who's the next president. Oh uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Anyways, so that is uh, Culture Corner. Uh, we got to we got let's head right into our next uh, piece of conversation. Caesar, what you got for us today? All right, all right. So it's fall, like we mentioned. The air is getting cooler. The days are getting darker faster. For sure. And the spun that pumpkin and the pumpkin <laughs> spice lattes are flowing like milk and honey. So ladies, get the UGG boots ready. Hey, it's I coming. like a pumpkin spice latte. No shame. Mm. I like it. I like the cold weather because me and my my girl can snuggle up together. It didn't even have to be cold. It didn't have to be cold. I'll just you snuggle know, whenever. Yeah, just snuggle. Yeah. Oh, James, you, you skinny, man. For us bigger people, Plus, it's just, just it's, it's, married, it's, dude. No, that is always hot. Hilarious. That's the thing, though. The snuggle can't last too long because it gets too hot. Yeah, see? <laughs> not in the cold weather, you can snuggle for a long time. <laughs> well, it's snuggling weather, and that also means that we're heading into the holiday seasons. And uh, starting off the holiday season is the spookiest holiday that we have of the year and that is Halloween <laughs> costumes candies and angry Christians that's what we can expect for Halloween <laughs> so um, it, just a really fun fact do you know that Halloween is an 8 billion dollar a year industry in the United States 8 billion and that's down from like previous years where it was like closer to 10 yeah so roughly that means 80 dollars per household in America that's how much we donate to that the, the amount that i donate to that is only it it is dependent on how much i have to dress up for my job mm. and even then i still usually knock it down to like 20 bucks yeah you were the new <laughs> you were the new joker last year i remember that yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was that was about 20 bucks yeah. all thrift store stuff nice yeah i have to go to the, th the thrift store um I got to get some stuff. I'll have to show y'all the picture. I, I'm not letting the cat out of the bag where I'm going to be this year, but <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. Oh my gosh. But I'm 80 bucks a year. So many ideas. That's crazy. Um, you know, and it's, it's really interesting now in the post post pandemic, right? Uh, to see if, uh, if that number is going to stay the same. I think it's going to be drastically low this year, but I don't know. There might be an upsurge, but I know that whenever we went, uh, we, we were shopping out shopping the other day and, uh, and we saw uh, this retail store that usually carries a lot of Halloween items. There was hardly nothing on the shelf for Halloween, uh, in, in comparison to other years, just because they're not stocking it or cause it was bought out. They're not stocking it. Really? Yeah. Well, I know in California, like, they're being super strict about the whole, you know, pandemic stuff. Well, they're like, the, the mayor in L.A. or something like that came out and said they're canceling Halloween, no trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. And California's been through it all, right? You mm -hmm. know, they, they're, they're still shut down. But the public went nuts. Yeah. They're just, they did, they flipped their lid and the and then the, the mayor was just like okay just joking yeah. everybody we can we can go back to halloween it was a little ha halloween yep. joke and where and where was that <laughs> gotcha. at again that was in la in la yeah 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 but but yet nobody wants to get mad when they're closing down churches right uh, right exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep so anyway many christians they uh they refuse to participate in halloween uh because of its pagan origins right um 
Um, but, and, you know, and, and for other reasons as well, it's dark, it has very ghoulish imagery and uh, or just at the very, uh, you know, the very surface level, you're you're concerned about the safety of your kids, which is OK, you know, whatever. But then there's other Christians that choose to, to, to partake of those festivities and uh, whether it has to do with, like, like you said, work or school activities, neighborhood uh, outreaches, those kind of thing, neighborhood trick or treating Um or even churches, right? Churches have Halloween alternatives. For many years, we had the uh, Hallelujah Night here. Yeah. Um, but before we get into some of these origins and these kind of things, I just start off with a couple questions, real quick. So, first question: What should the Christian response be to Halloween? And try to keep it short because we'll, we'll get into it. Oh, you want me to do it? Go okay, ahead. I'll go on for it. Um, jeez, man. I think. I mean, I think our church does a pretty good job about it. Uh, usually, obviously, we're not doing it this year, but. Uh, we have our own thing, so it's like an alternative to having to go around all the neighborhoods. You still dress up, have fun, give you candy, like all the fun stuff about Halloween. They usually try to make the costumes not too terribly mm-hmm. gory and stuff like right. that. But, uh, you know, dress up. It's People like dressing up, having fun. It's just a fun thing to yeah. do. And I think they just kind of embrace that side of it without uh, embracing all the you know the evil sides of it. And anyway, I think that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. Pastor yeah. David? You know, I, I, I was thinking about this. I kind of figured that there would be a question like this. So I was kind of thinking about it. And and I think that if we would look at it at a different way, instead of right or wrong, think about it if, if, um, if it's wise or foolish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are, are, are the things that we're doing, uh, what are we agreeing with? Are we agreeing with what the world says it is in this monster blood type Halloween thing? Or mm-hmm. we, or we are trying to agree with what the things of God and then trying to create an atmosphere uh, under that agreement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, this question will go to you since you have kids and, uh, and older kids and then older, older kids. But uh, should parents allow their kids to go trick or treating? Um, we always have. Uh, I, well, I say that if you ask my kids, they'd probably tell you different <laughs> because we've always spent our time here at the Hallelujah Night at the church, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's there has been years where we let them trick or treat the neighbors, you know, next to us or whatever, or our block, just because uh, they they wanted the experience, and they're like twelve years old and never been trick or treating, you know. Yeah, that was us too. Yeah, so we we let them experience that, um, but. I don't know. It's one of those tough things. Like my seven year old, he doesn't, we don't do it with him because he still gets scared of the, the, you know, the, the crazy suits and stuff that people wear. And we can't even take him in Walmart and places this time of year because he has nightmares. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Last week I was in a, I was, I was working at a student learning center. And one of the little students goes and asks, uh, she goes, tell me a, a scary story. And so you want to hear a scary story? Okay. Whenever you get older, you're going to have to pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not scary. It's like, Oh, oh yes, yes, it is. is. Yes, it is. Uh, and then James, how about this? Um, are Christian parents or just Christians in general, uh, that refuse to take part in any kind of Halloween festivity or anything like that? Or do you think they're overreacting? Um, I mean, I get why they are reacting like that. Personally, if it was my kid, I probably wouldn't uh, keep them from any of it. It's just kind of like a, like all the parents that wouldn't let, 
like okay, so like my parents wouldn't let us watch Pokemon and stuff after a while because they because they evolve on there, and we're Christians, we don't believe in all that crazy evolution stuff. And but uh, I don't. It, it was like you were missing the point. The, the point wasn't to preach evolution on kids. It was just like here's a fun show about monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I always just kind of thought that was like a little over. Like I couldn't watch Harry Potter when I was little because there was they're casting spells. You and should stuff. tell your parents thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Why is just, that? Just seems so stupid. Well, actually, so I got the re- they all reacted after we started. So like with Pokemon, I got like a handful of Pokemon cards. And I was like, you was oh, like man, hide them under your cool. mattress and stuff. And then, so well, I didn't, it wasn't like a problem yet. And they're like, what's all this? I was like, oh, you know, Pokemon is cool. And then next thing you know, they're burning my cards in the backyard. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, I they're guess having uh, a seance burning his cards. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was I was so mad. I was like, man, I had some good cards in there. I was, I was <laughs> not I the was, holographic <laughs> ones. No. Yeah. yeah. Charizard. Yeah, my best one was a Charizard card. Oh man, hey, those, and those even now are, are they're getting some bucks, man. Yeah, she probably destroyed like a two hundred dollar card. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know it. But I don't know. I, the way I always see it is like, as long as you you gotta just talk to your kids, talk to whoever. You're, it's never as effective to just keep somebody totally from something as to just let them be exposed to it and ex- and talk to them about it, explain it to them. This is why this is going on. This is what we believe. You know, I think that's, like, way more effective. So yeah. I wouldn't be on the team of, like, keep them from everything Halloween. I would be more like, if you want to go trick-or-treating, cool. You know, let's not get crazy with your evil costumes or whatever. But yeah, whatever, Kind, kind of like the water fun. boy's mom, you know. It's the devil. It's like yeah. you never explain why. Yeah, you got yeah. to tell people why. Or they just, honestly, because that's going to push them closer towards whatever you're so keeping them from. Did, anyway. did y'all have Santa Claus? We had Santa Claus. Um Dude, on a personal note too, I don't even know if I'm really into Santa Claus. What about Easter? What about what about wow. the Easter Bunny? They did. Well, I don't know how did Easter work. No, they did. I think they did. Y'all hunt eggs? Yeah, because we hunted eggs. So, but so they we really only had like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny when we were like under like six or seven. So this is the interesting part, and not and I don't want to get too far off of this. So Christians tend to pick and choose their pagan holidays. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they do. We're not going to do Halloween, but we'll let the fat old white haired man come down the chimney and drop our presents. Yeah. And that's, what we'll I'm saying, like, a, that's why I'm not, it's not, to me, it's not a huge deal. It's just, let's not get carried away with it. Tell them this is why we don't like these aspects of it. Sure. You know? Or we'll really confuse a kid and say that a bunny left a bunch of eggs in the yard. Yeah, that was always ridiculous. That we believe Colored in Santa eggs. Claus a lot longer than the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny was done by like five. Santa was probably to like seven or eight. I didn't. I, didn't, I was like sixteen before I stopped believing in Santa Claus because I didn't want him to stop bringing presents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to wreck somebody's universe. Where in Humpty Dumpty does it ever say that he's an egg? Humpty Dumpty. Just think on that one. Ooh. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. Your universe did is that, wrecked. Did that thing start off with the illustrations with it, or did that come later? That I do not know. So if you're listening... Because in the illustrations, it's always... Cash me outside. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Hit us on Twitter. Let us know. <laughs> the Refuse Project. There we go. Trying to find out about... So, yeah. You know, you know, I didn't grow up in a, in, in, a, in a Christian household. We didn't go to church. We didn't do anything yeah. like that. So Halloween, for me, was always just kind of like another reason to party. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's all that it was. But... uh 
Um, you know, as far as a celebration of the occult from somebody that was never in church, uh, it, 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 it never was that for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe ignorantly we were doing definitely sinful activities, but yeah. it was never a purpose celebration of, you know, the occult or darkness or anything yeah. like that. It was just, uh, for us, it was just, uh, uh, ignorantly blissful good time. Yeah. You know? You must be the big bad wolf! Spooky. All right, so real quick, um, I just kind of wanted to get into the origins of Halloween because, you know, I, I, I definitely believe that uh, uh, our, our listeners uh, are, uh, are critical thinkers. They want to know these kind of things, and uh, you might not agree, but these are facts. So let's jump right into it. So the name Halloween actually comes from the All Saints Day celebration of the early Christian church. What? Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. And that was a day that was set aside for solemn remembrance of the Christian martyrs. Wow. That's where Halloween comes from. So All Hallows' Eve is the day before that, and that's whenever the celebration started for, or the remembrance, not the celebration, but the remembrance for that. And then that was changed to Halloween, right? And then which later on became Halloween. So, um... Did you break down the word Halloween? I did not. So hollow, you know, the, the Eve it actually comes from the word Eve. Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? Yes. Let's just keep moving because we could we could go off on that. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, 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 definitely. So as Christianity moved through Europe, it started colliding with all these pagan cultures and customs of those regions. So they were the, the, the evangelists and, you know, everybody was going out there. Christianity was spreading throughout the known world. But as they were doing that, these pagan holidays and festivals, um, they were so ingrained in the new converts, right, that the church had a hard time uh, dismantling it and getting rid of it. So what the church did was they intentionally moved Christian holidays on the calendar of these pagan holidays uh, to offer them as an alternative. But really what they ended up doing was kind of Christianizing a pagan ritual, right? That's that their intent was, it was good intentions, maybe bad execution. Bad execution. (laughs) Very bad execution. And what they started doing is they started adopting all these Christian symbols and saying, you know, oh, you guys are, are celebrating, you know, this this God of the harvest or whatever. Well, really, that's that's Jehovah. So you've always been worshiping him uh, anyway. But now this is what we're going to call it. And all these symbols mm-hmm. that they attach to these uh, uh, festivals and festivities. Now it would take on a life of its own. And now they're ignorantly following a God of their own imagination. And as this goes from region to region, uh, uh, generation after generation, Mixed with, you know, just because it's something is tradition doesn't mean it's good tradition, right? Uh, you have to go back into the origins of what these things are. Then it started getting mixed up into all this dark, really dark um, um, uh, practices that these other pagan cultures would be involved in. And that's where you get things like the occult and, and uh, you know, divination and spirits and demons and all yeah. these all these things that people have um, worship throughout the centuries, right? Uh, this whole dark side. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, but to learn that Halloween in its origins really is Christian. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, the th- stuff that I was reading about it 
you know, some time ago was like, uh, so before the two merged, they were, you know, th- these, these, they would have this holiday that, you know, this holiday to remember all the, the, the past martyrs. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. The martyrs and stuff. And then they would ha- have these rituals and stuff like that. And then uh, they would, the, where the costume came from is they would dress up in like these animal skins and yeah, so yeah, they could hide from, you know, the evil spirits. So they wouldn't know exactly who it was that were, you know, remembering all these martyrs and stuff. And that came from the, from the Celts. Yes. The Celts. Because yes. they were, they were Druids, right? That was and, my people. <laughs> and, and what they would do is that they, they were a culture, uh, they were a culture that they celebrated their holidays according to seasons. Right. So at the end of this season, the fall season, you just look outside, the green trees start turning brown. Everything starts dying. Harvest season is ending up. Uh, everything essentially is dying. Right. Uh, it's, it's getting colder. It's getting darker. So they associated all of that with death. With death. They had they had two. They had two. Uh, they split their calendar up in two. They had the, the dark and the light. Right. So like the the spring and the, and the summer was the light part of the calendar. And then the dark part of the calendar was the fall and the winter. Well, that makes am, sense. Am, am I? No, you're right. You're, okay. you're, you're, you're right on mark. And that's where you get skeletons and skulls, the color black, all those different things that are still in effect today. I mean, they would even kill their cattle because some some of them wouldn't even survive the winter. And you don't want, you know, some stinking yeah. dead flesh that is possible, you know, susceptible to, to some kind of bacteria and disease and kill everybody off. Um, yeah. COVID. Yeah. COVID. COVID so yeah. COVID and then, <laughs> and then so this, that uh, a- yeah, that, <laughs> if you didn't catch that, rewind it. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and one of the pagan holidays and festivals that they celebrated was called sewing, right? The sewing festival. And this celebrated the final harvest, to the and this would bring on winter and all that. So it lasted for three days, and it started on October 31st, and it ended on November 2nd. I'm pretty sure we can associate some with that with the politics and, and the election, but we won't do that in this. But yeah, so but the, what the Celts believed is that you know this was this was the, the the dividing line between life and death, and of course this gets into you starting to add all the superstition now between you know uh, uh, demons and ghosts haunting the earth and all that. Um, which is very, you know, as Christians, we, we in Deuteronomy it tells us, don't even, don't even get into that. God is telling His people, stay far away from that. Anybody that does magic, anybody that does anything like that, get rid of them, uh, stay away. Right? Uh, I still believe that God is uh, still saying the same thing to His Christian church. Do not, do not be a part of the world. And that's one of the things that the world does. Do not embrace it. Um, but yeah, so. Um, and what, what and then like one of the cool things that I was I was reading on this uh, doing some study on this, uh, do you know where bobbing for apples? Uh, what that's for? I learned this years ago. To spread nasty diseases. <laughs> no, I don't. And then one kid after another puts their same mouth in the same water over and over again. It, when there's two hundred people standing in line, <laughs> so nasty. So yeah. you're you're very anti bobbing for apples. Yes, <laughs> I remember doing that in elementary school. Yes, whenever I, and I and I was I was like, man, I'm so good at it. And then like later on in life, I was like, everybody else put their face and they're spitting in that water. Well, especially here in Houston, it's still 85, 90 degrees yeah. out on it's Halloween, and we're sweating and we're just dunking our head yeah. over and over. 
being baptized by <laughs> apple water over so, and so over again. Apple so water. you're anti-baptism now? Is that, hey, yeah. Yeah, maybe Apple can can do that now in their stores. They can start selling apple water. Apple water, yeah. There you yeah. go. Hey, oh, where's my there. rim shot button? There you go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Got one. Dude, I'm using these. <laughs> so bobbing for apples is actually a uh, another practice that is that is just steeped in in pagan uh, spiritism, I guess, and they, they use that to divine the spiritual world's blessings on a couple's romance. Wow. So if you you know if if, if you're looking to get hooked up. Go bob some apples. Bob some apples. That's it. Um, but yeah, so th- th- definitely with all these other uh, all these other regions and all that, and this just kept on evolving into into darker realms, right? And and then so it was just prime prime uh, environment for for all of these things that were based out of, I guess, fears and, and just wrong spiritual practices, right? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like the whole boogeyman thing, right? Uh, I, I I don't know the origins of the boogeyman, but but it's like it, it, generation after generation, it seems to get scarier and scarier and scarier and scarier, and um, it could have been based off of something foolish, but that's what happened with Halloween. That one superstition led to another one and another one and another one, and now it's like ah, everything is bad, you know? Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, and then the whole trick or treating thing, we're talking about bobbing for apples. The whole trick or treating thing was just that because the Celts believed that there were spirits roaming around and all that. So the spirits had to be satisfied. And the way they would do that is they would leave like a food offering and those kind of things for them. So if they didn't offer a treat to these spirits, they would be tricked by the spirits. And then, so mm-hmm. we let our little kids out in the yeah. middle of the night to go around with all these spirits and yeah. get these treats. No, it's mm-hmm. if you don't give your kid the treats, they turn into uh, demons. Yeah, they're gonna trick. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> turn into tricks. <laughs> like, oh, oh man! Uh, but yeah, and then uh, and then you were talking about the you were, the, I think you were talking about the pumpkin earlier. Well, we dare talk about the great pumpkin, the great of pumpkin, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gourd! Yeah, so gargantuan gourd, <laughs> the gargantuan gourd. But in, in an effort to, uh, to to scare these spirits, what they would do, they would cut up a gourd and they would put a spooky face on it, and then they would put mm. a light in these vegetables. I think some, I think the Celts used a turnip. Everybody, turn up! Right? <laughs> they used the turnip. <laughs> To ward okay. off the spirits. And there we come, our jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> yeah, and that would be our jack-o'-lanterns. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, as we... And, 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 and a lot of history being thrown out right now. But, but I mean, you know, I, I think for us as Christians, we need to not be ignorant of this and to say... It, it, it gives us a little... I think with history and, and what all this provides, it gives us at least a basis to come to a reason on why we do or we don't do things. Like you said, it to be wise or foolish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, education is absolutely important. Historical education is absolutely important. Um, but as as Halloween progressed with, uh, with respect to Christianity, um, Christian converts, they, they found... They found it very, very difficult to separate themselves from these pagan festivities, right? So in the ninth century, 
about to drop the Catholic Church Uh-oh. in the ninth century. <laughs> I'm assuming the Pope haven't got saved yet. <laughs> nope, not yet. Not yet. Uh, Pope Gregory the Fourth. What he ended up doing was he changed All Saints Day um, to November first, and and then also that means that the eve. Oh, don't worry. You got. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say nothing against the Pope other than he needs to be saved. But uh, so they he moved All Saints Day to November first. So then that means that on the eve, which would be Halloween, is whenever people celebrated that Celtic uh, holiday. So in it was called Hello Eve. Hello Eve. So yeah, um, they mixed together again. Halloween was christianized and superstition started flowing and flowing and flowing um and then that's where we can see even on the christian side how we started associating the devil and the spirits and all those kind of things but you know here's my thinking on all that as well it's like well why do we think that on that day the devil is any more the devil than he is on any other day yeah it seems pretty evil all the time he's that's what he is he is the antithesis of jesus christ there you go. Big word for you. SAT word today. Um, it's one of those one of those things like anything else in our life that if we give the enemy just a little piece of something that he's going to take a whole lot of it. Right. Yeah. And so he's seen the ability to take um, this holiday that Christians have obviously got confused and melted the two together. And he says, OK. You, you open the door, you know, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to just confuse all of it out of it and make it all fun, make it all games, bob for apples, get the kids the candy. Germs going. Germs going everywhere. And um, we're just going to promote death and, and spookiness and all those things. But I mean, even if it did nothing but uh, just create more division amongst Christians and unbelievers or just Christians and Christians just for the give them something else to argue about i yeah. mean that's pretty effective though. right dividing and you know and, and and the devil's always roaming around seeking who he can destroy right so it's just uh, that those uneducated fears of halloween and all that it's just something that he can play on our mind about especially if we haven't put in the time to study these things and where things actually come from excuse me mm-hmm. <laughs> and I almost got away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your dog <laughs> so over and then over the centuries and what we know it to be now because Halloween is mostly an American holiday mm-hmm. you know almost exclusively yeah. an American holiday um, Hollywood has definitely added their twist to it and make it you know in quotes fun and uh, and they show you know all these fictional characters demons vampires werewolves all those kind of things uh mummies even though mummies are real mummies mummies not your mummy <laughs> and uh yeah and then you know it's it's just it's it's another one of maybe not hallmark but it's definitely a hallmark holiday uh just like for the most part christmas is a hallmark holiday yeah you know we want to make it a big deal jesus wasn't born on christian uh christmas ah, jesus wasn't born on christmas right. you know yeah. um it, it's uh yeah you know we, whether it's halloween whether it's christmas we were talking about earlier easter um we're not to esteem one day above any other day you know yeah, it's crazy because i mean i went to hobby lobby last night with my wife and they already have christmas stuff out mm-hmm. you know they're already pumping it you know trying to get the that economy stimulated with christmas mm-hmm. yeah. you know 
Yeah, but we don't have to worry, you know, and then what's the proper Christian response? Well, like James was talking about right in the beginning, like you, Pastor Dave, what you're talking about, we need we need to inform our, our kids, our people around us on why we do and why we don't participate. Hey, if you don't choose to part, partake in any of this, you know, does that make you any more of a Christian? Um, not really, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you partake of it, does that make you any less of a Christian? No. Not really. With that kind of stuff, I always think about uh, Paul when he's talking about everything is legal for me, but not everything's beneficial. And he talks about when I'm with when I'm with the Jews, I make myself as a Jew. When I'm with the whoever, I make myself like that, you know, right. like that kind of stuff. Right, and he was specifically talking about in those times as far as what our Christian response in pagan territory should be. So mm-hmm. it's a definitely an applicable scripture, yeah. you know, and it's I know all things are lawful, <laughs> you yeah. know. He's like, is it gonna, is it gonna send me to hell because I gave some kids some candy on Halloween? You know, like probably not. Yeah, the the the, the way I look at it is for, for my kids, and the way I looked at it for all of my kids was protecting their their mind, right? Because we know that the, their eyes is a, a a direct connect to their heart, right? So if we're allowing them to do certain things and see certain things and hear certain things, then it's going to impact the heart. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, so we, we decide not to do certain things, you know, if it's Halloween or whatever it may be. Um, the hard thing is explaining to a five-year-old or a four-year-old, I think Noah was like three years old and we was at the Hallelujah Night and all these scary costumes were coming up. Mm-hmm. He had never experienced that before in his life, yeah. you know? And he sat in the back of my, my truck and cried for an hour because, I mean, I guess he thought that the... the the graveyards had opened and they all (laughs) assumed on Elam church, you know? Uh, So that was one of those things, definitely a teachable moment, but um, it's just, we we try not to expose them to, you know, that that type of evilness. Right. And then like over the years, and and especially since I've been here at Elam, every year that we've had Hallelujah night, there's some, there's some, you know, objection to it. And, and the people that object to it, they're very vocal about it. They want to let everybody know, and all that, and, 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 you know, I see where you're coming from, but then, you know, also, we, here at Hallelujah Night, we never, ever, ever glorify the devil and the devil's things. Yeah. Never. Yeah. We don't touch it. And it's, it's, you know, you think about, okay, well, in, in the mind of the secular, in the mind of the world, they believe this day to be just kind of like the Celts did. It was the defining day where the spirits roam the world and, and they're on, you know, they're on the surface and all those kind of things. When in reality, that's 365 days a year that they can do that and that they do do that, messing with people and, and all that stuff. But you think about what is the Christian responsibility? We're supposed to be out there witnessing to the world, right? And while the world is glorifying their death, we can show them what life looks like. And last time I remember, you know, the, the, the brightest lights shine in the darkness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's we definitely have an opportunity to speak to our communities, to go out there and witness the light in the darkness. Right. But it's our tradition and it's the things that we're, we're scared about. Uh, just And why are we scared? Because we're scared that other Christians are going to judge us. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that let's... Let's have hell houses. Have you ever heard of that before? I was going to bring it up, but before we go, before we get there, like um, we have testimonies of people coming to our quote unquote pagan holidays 
uh, from our community, right? So if you come to one of our Hallelujah Nights, you're going to see every disgusting costume that you could you could buy at Party City, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we have teams here uh, to talk to these people and to invite them to church. And then, I mean, there's times that we've heard, you know, we when we got to our most desperate state, we came to Elam because of our Hallelujah Nights or our Easter yeah. egg hunts or, you know, mm-hmm. our community outreaches. Um, so I think that, like, those things are good, right? Because we're reaching the to the community, but we're having a healthy place for them to come. Mm-hmm. When we start talking about the the hell nights or whatever it may be, what we call it the hell rooms or whatever mm-hmm. that you you rush them through this basically haunted house type atmosphere in a church. In the church, that's not healthy. That's not a healthy environment. You're rushing them through. What you're doing is you're you're taking these fragile minds of children, uh, these type of things and introducing them to evilness. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully it'll scare the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. And then they come out through the other side. And now uh, if they didn't get the hell scared out of them, now they're having to live with something the rest of their life of, of a scary experience at church. Yeah. Don't think that's healthy. Mm-mm. I don't think that's healthy. Not at, at all. Because that's not the that's not the image of the church. Right. You know, not at all. It's uh we definitely have a responsibility to educate um the ignorant secular world on what Jesus actually came to do. He didn't come to glorify death, he came right. to bring life. That's right. You know, so anyway, you know, it's uh it's it's definitely one of those subjects that is not going to be solved by one podcast. Right. Um, but uh, to know that the origins of Halloween, I, I think that's a really good conversation point with somebody that's like, yeah. well, why do you Christians do that? Well, let's talk about it real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, let's see where it comes from. And we start looking at the testimony of these people that they they died with the testimony of Christ, you know, and they, yeah. they, they lived for Christ. And we remember what they did, their sacrifices. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to be one of those people. And I, I know I want to live a life whenever somebody, whenever I'm gone, somebody looks back on it. Uh, you know, they say, man, that, that guy really loved Jesus. Yeah. I, and I think it, it really goes back to what I was talking about in the very beginning. What are you agreeing with? Are you agreeing with the, the pagan holiday of death and evil and spirits and those type of things? Because, listen, we know spirits are, are real. We're, you know, we're we're not saying that evil spirits are not real. We're not saying that good spirits are not real because, you know, one of the things that we deal with is this unseen uh, spirit realm in church that sometimes it gets forgotten because we live in our flesh so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not saying that they're not real, but what we're saying is we have to be careful um, how we deal with these spirits because they will open up a can of, uh, evilness in your life that, that you're not ready for. I can remember as a small child that um, in the church across the street, I was hiding under the pews because evil spirits were being cast out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those things that it was scary yeah. because you were face to face with a demon, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that's not something that the church wants to promote is being face to face with the demon. What the church wants to promote is a, a, a God that, rose from the grave, you know, that they sacrificed everything that, that came here to save our lives. So we could have every, 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 um, eternal life. Right. And and that's what we have. Our agreement has to be with. That's what we have to, 
to to live with each and every day and knowing that yes we are going to die but it's not an eternal death yeah yeah so. and, I, and i think for the listeners that are still kind of on the fence and i think most people that probably are listening now they've already made their mind up about this but you know in case you're on the fence on whether or not i should partake of any of these activities i i would just say that um if your if your conscience if your conscience um um before God tells you don't do it, well then for you, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, don't let that be your conviction. Don't take on mine. Don't take on anybody else's, uh, because you have to stand before God as well, and 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 you're gonna have to have an account for the things that you did, the things that you allowed yourself in uh, into doing, and and even the things that you didn't allow yourself things uh, uh, to get into. You know, so just let it be you. Don't don't let anybody else think for you. Uh, think for yourself, pray about it, and uh, and hey, you know, if if everything comes back, I, I can be a part of this, well then, hey, come join us here at Elam Church. We got things to do, and we're, we're not glorifying the devil. Our job is to glorify God. Right, and I would say, don't let that statement say it's okay for you to go dress up like a devil and scare little kids <laughs> coming up to your door. Or like a prostitute or something yeah. like that and say, well, you yeah. Know. Stripping for Jesus. Stripping for Jesus. Uh, oh man! I read an article one time that this the stripper got saved, and that's what she's saying. She's like, "I'm just there, you know, cause I'm stripping for Jesus." But anyways, <laughs> wait, uh, buddy trail. Uh, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> don't let don't let the enemy blur your understanding of uh, the the truth is right for real. Um, so you know, so make sure that what what you're promoting lines up with the Word of God. So, on, hey, on a lighter note. So when I was a kid, I know the last time we talked about this, y'all called me dinosaurs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh but when I was a kid, we used to, we we only could dress up like Bible characters, right? Nice. And uh, so everybody we'd like dress up in their best bed sheet. Yeah, those. how would you even know what to dress like? I, because you know we we seen it on the movies, bro. Wouldn't you all just dress up? We seen pretty it much on, like the same thing. That was that's where I'm going. <laughs> so they would go. They would come up to you and go, Paul, and you'd be like, No. Moses, no. <laughs> you all just have on like robes and sandals, robes, sandals, and a sash, and a beard. <laughs> I'd be completely condescending now if that was like the thing, oh, and we God. were like, "All right, here at Elon Church, we're gonna dress like our favorite Bible characters." I'd come as like the burning bush, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was the greatest. Like, as a little kid, you're like, you're sitting there and you think you look just like Paul. Yeah, for right? sure. And you look like every other kid in the whole church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Paul too? <laughs> Everybody's Paul. Everybody's Paul. It's like, why does that guy look like Mormon Jesus? Yeah, so I, I just thought that was one of those the fun things that we got okay. to do. When That's we probably why we don't do that anymore. Yeah, we don't do that no more because we probably all lasted look like one year. Everybody's <laughs> Noah. Everybody, yeah. yeah, right? Like, everybody looks like the white Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the white Jesus. The white Jesus. All yeah. right, man, that was a good podcast. We hope, hopefully, we just so we help you understand some different things about what's, what's coming up over the next week or so. Uh, listen, stay in prayer. Uh, let God lead you on some of these things and don't be super critical on other people. Absolutely. We're all walking this thing out at our own pace and our own time. Mm-hmm. And God's going to, God's going to lead us and guide us on this narrow path that he has us on. So help your brother out. Don't let him stumble and know that we love you. This is the refuge project.